You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Coming to you from Classic City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation, it's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. Here are your hosts, Tyler and Charlie. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA podcast brought to you by MyBookie, where you can still create a brand new account at MyBookie.ag today. Pause this podcast right now, guys. Do it right now. MyBookie.ag. Sign up for a new account and use the promo code UGA, and they will double your very first deposit You quite literally will not find a better promotion than that, so take advantage of it while you still can and bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. I am your host, Tyler, and back with me to make our week four picks of the week is my co-host, Charlie. And Charlie, holy hell, you had an absolutely killer week last week. I mean, I was pumped up because I thought I was having another great week keeping my early season hot streak going. But then I take a look at your picks, you know, and I'm like, damn, I don't know if I feel so good about my picks anymore. So I went seven and three against the spread, which is, I mean, that's a really good week by any measure. I felt great about that. But you, Charlie, well, I don't want to steal your thunder. Do you want to tell everyone how well you did last week? You can. Well, you went, well, okay, no, initially, so I I will say you told me initially you went nine and one, but upon further review, I I thought you told me you only missed one. No. Okay, maybe I just heard that wrong. I mean, wrong. I knew but I still, missed two. But I still, didn't know if it was a parlay or what. But still, a fantastic week, Charlie. You went eight and two. So combined, guys, this is what we're talking about with trying to win you guys some money with my bookie. I went seven and three. Charlie went eight and two last week. So Charlie, I'm bad at math. I think that's 15 and five overall. That's a pretty good week. It's a pretty good week for the Glory UGA picks here. So if you guys are trying to win a little bit of money, a little spending money, maybe a little Christmas money coming up here in a couple of months, you we got you guys covered. And what? 15 and five. Okay, yeah. You're 15 right. and five, right? Can you do that percentage real quick? 15 out of 20, Charlie. Come on. 15 out of 20? 75? There you go, Charlie. So, hitting at a 75% clip, I mean, for one week, that's pretty good. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. So, we'll see if we can keep it going this week. You know, we're in a little bit of a heater right now in the hot streak. Hopefully, it lasts all season. We, I don't know, but I feel good about this week's picks, Charlie. I, I actually kind of went into this week, and I looked at the, my initial kind of comb through the slate. And I was like, man, I don't know how many of these games I really like. But when it was all said and done, I had like 20 picks. And I had to cut them down because I know you would have killed me if I came in here with 20 picks because you would have had to sit here forever. And I uh, didn't want to make you do that. So I'm feeling good about this slate this week as well. But after last week, Charlie, uh, what does your handy dandy trapper keeper tell us about all of our running totals right now? 
All right, you are at 22 and 11, which is 67%. Take it. Let's you're go. You're 2 and 2 with upset specials, and you're 2 and 1 on parlays. Making people money, Charlie. That's what we're doing here. I want to state for the record. You had a huge week, Charlie. You like you got back in contention last week. No, I came prepared this week. Do you have them all? I ha- Before I say my record so far, I came with an upset special, my picks against the spread, and a parlay. And I will give you even further credit, Charlie. I did not send you a, a reminder text. You I know, just I just came it. prepared. I did it all on my own. And we're recording this earlier in the week. Yeah, this is, yeah. Like, we're guys, a little inside baseball here. Charlie has something going on uh, professionally with her day job on Thursday. So we had to move this up and record it on Wednesday. So that means I've been recording every day since Sunday. And so, yeah, it's, it's been a lot. It's been hectic. But for Charlie, we'll do anything for you. Way to turn that around and all about you. Oh my God, Char. Are you are you going to do that to me right now? You're gonna I act was bragging like that? about myself and how I came prepared. You did come prepared. And now you want everyone to feel bad for you because you've been... I don't working. want anyone to feel bad for me. I love this stuff. I love talking Georgia football. Know. But you know, I didn't even have a breather so far this week. We're just going, 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 mm-hmm. going every single day. It's like I, a, I haven't either. I, I know, Charlie. You, you are awesome. Yeah. And now who's turning around on themselves? Huh? Well, it yeah, started exactly, on me. Exactly. It was That's what we call a hypocrite, Charlie. supposed to be my moment. That's what we call being hypocritical. Okay. Well, my numbers right now are not as good as yours. But they're still good. I'm at 16 and 10, which is 62% against the spread. And my upset specials, I'm 0 and 2, but that's because I have forgotten to do it. Who was your upset special last week? <sighs> Who was it? It wasn't Let Marshall. Let me look in my notebook. Let's, let's look at this handy dandy trapper keeper you it got. It was BYU over Oregon. Oh, yeah. We, actually, we were at a bar after the, the South Carolina game in Columbia watching that. And um, yeah, it was, it was fun giving you a little bit of a hard time because that was. Um, that's what we call not even close, Charlie. Was that fair to say? Uh, yeah. I don't. Sometimes it happens. Yeah. I, I have been very wrong on many occasions. It so, probably will be this week. Yeah. 0-2 on upset specials and 0-1 on parlays. But, again, you were close. I did bring my parlay list You were close week. on the parlay last week. You missed Marshall. Yes, I missed Marshall. One team. Oh, I go- okay, so I couldn't find the score every time I looked at the television oh my God, at the yes. bar you, I was at. Yes, yes, yes. We, again, we were at the same bar, and Charlie, I'll let you tell the story, but we were we were there with a group of people at the bar watching all these games. Charlie's on her phone, and she looks up, and then you can tell the I rest. could never catch the line to see the Marshall score, so I Googled it, and mm-hmm. I typed in, you know, Marshall versus... Bowling Green. I don't even remember. Bowling, Bowling Green. Green. And usually ESPN pops up with the score right, right. away. You don't even have to... Click on a link from Google. Well, it didn't. So I clicked on the first link that popped up, and it said like 89.62. It was 82.62. Yes. Yeah, and Bowling something. Green won or something. I threw my phone on the bar. And you, you literally go shit, and I'm like, what? What? What are you doing? You're throwing things across the table. Like, what is happening? And then we looked closer, and it was like a basketball. Well, game. I said, what's wrong? You're like. Marshall lost it. Charlie, the game's still going on. Going on. You're like, no, it says they lost 82-69. I was like, Charlie, that's a basketball score. Well, but is it? Because it was a ba- the, it was their basketball the game L- last year. But the LSU Texas A&M game was really high scoring. 82-69. It's happened before. Not often. Okay, well, just saying, know, like it had been a long day. It had, it had been a long day. You had been um, partaking in there were the festivities that people do. Coca Colas involved. Some Coca Colas involved. You know, and then yeah, I was sweating that one out, and then and then they, they did lost, lose, and then, so okay. yeah, that was that was hilarious. I, that was funny. That was funny. So, fun yeah. times. Fun times. All right, so uh, I, I mean, you feel good? I feel good about these picks. We gotta keep this going, Charlie. 
We can't let the people down. Can't let the people down. So I'm going to turn things over to you to run the show the rest of the way. Our fearless leader, the star of the podcast. All what right, do we got? Well, we're going to start with Georgia versus Kent State um, at 12 o'clock. It's the largest spread as an underdog for Kent State since the FBS-FCS separation in 1978. That's crazy. Let's be real. Kent State's not a um, powerhouse. So to say this is their biggest spread as an underdog since... 1978, that's... Um, Long time. That's that's uh, that's something. So, the spread is 44 and a half. I mean, Georgia's going to win. Will they cover the 44 and a half? I mean, seems like a lot, but we've been able to do it the first three weeks. So, yep. maybe that's Actually, just we did the... not cover week two. Okay, maybe that's just we did not, the new We did norm. not cover against Sanford. It was like a 52 points for everyone, oh, okay. 33 nothing. Well, but... for, I mean... Well, Charlie, I did tweet out, you know, famously, you and I... Um, did not think that we were going to cover against South Carolina. We both thought that we went comfortably, but, you know, 24 and a half points. That hook kind of got me. Um, I don't like to speak for other people, but I was wrong on that one. Can we just say we were both wrong, Charlie? Obviously, we were factually wrong yeah. on that. And um, you and I, we have, we grew, we've grown up in uh, our Georgia football fandom, you know, with Larry Munson, all the, you know, going back, Vince Dooley, all this kind of like all shucks in, like, you know, playing down our chances, and I have been um, afflicted by the old Georgia syndrome, a.k.a. Larry Munson syndrome, for quite a long time, Charlie. But in the middle of that game against South Carolina last weekend in Columbia, I had an epiphany. I sat there and I said, never again, never again will I be scared of a massive spread while Kirby Smart is our head coach. And instantly, I just I felt the weight come off my shoulders, and I saw the other side, Charlie, and I am now, as I tweeted out on Saturday, sitting in, that st- in those stands in that stadium, I am 100% in remission from old George syndrome. So I, I kind of vowed to myself sitting there in the stands that day that I would never pick against us against the spread the rest of the way. But Charlie, I look at this number, and this one is uh, it's testing me, Charlie. I'm being tested here. because and, and let me give you guys a number here. Let me give you a betting trim. As amazing as Kirby Smart is, as great as our program has been under him, we are 0-7 under Kirby as favorites of 40 or more points. So we literally have not covered one time as a favorite of 40 or plus 40 or more points under Kirby Smart. That's not the kind of betting trend you want to see. But, Charlie, this might be Kirby's best team. So I, I don't know. I, I, I'm torn here. I'm being tested. Like, this is, this is my test. I have to come through the fire here. I vowed that I would not pick against us, uh, against the spread the rest of the way. But I don't know, Charlie. Like, if you look at this... Kent State team, I honestly think this is going to be our, our defense's biggest challenge to date at this point. If you factor in, you know, it was Oregon's first game, you got play caller, his first his first time calling plays. Bo Nix, a lot of new faces for that Oregon offense. And then you've got Samford, who just honestly, that game should never been played. They should never been on the same field as us. And South Carolina's offense is just not really humming on any cylinder right now. I mean, Spencer Rattler is just not good. Going back and rewatching that game a couple of times, that dude is, um, he's not good. Some horrible play calling situations there in that game. They could not do anything. So I, I do think that Kent State, I'm not saying they have more talented players, but they have a more prolific offense than any team that we have faced to this point. So I do think they'll challenge us in a way that other teams have not. But I mean, again, it's all relative. They're not going to go up and put put up 30-something points and, uh, and, and threaten us like that. But they have a chance to score some points in this game. It wouldn't shock me. But I just go back to that that trend. Owen seven under Kirby is a favorite of forty plus points. That is hard to overcome. I don't know, Charlie. I don't feel great doing this, but I'm gonna pass my test. By God, I'm not gonna put this on my actual card. But if I had to pick, 
what the hell? Let's take it. Give me Georgia plus 44 and a half. I made a vow and I can't break that vow the first week after the vow was made. You got 44 or 44 and a half? I got, what was it, 44 and a half? Don't like that hook. If that, if, if I, if that hook gets me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting that on a card. I'm just saying if I had to pick. I'm not, I don't put Georgia on my card. Georgia I don't need never. To write it down? Georgia, no, don't need to write I'm I didn't, just, that's yeah, why Yeah, Georgia confused. never goes on my card. It's a superstition thing for me. That I cannot break. I don't think I will ever be able to break that. All right, I've bet on off. Georgia one time and made a bunch of money off of it, and that's a national championship game, but that's a one time only thing. Special deal. It's marked off. All right. Well, Missouri is the road dog at Auburn, and the line is currently seven. That says a whole lot about So how, we're doing the SEC things right now? Yeah, okay. that's how bad Auburn really is this year. That's tough. Brian Harson may be out of a job soon after losing 41-12 to to Penn State last weekend at home. TJ Finley is not playing this weekend. Can I make a bold prediction? Sure. If Auburn loses this game, I don't think that Brian Harson makes it to Monday as the coach of the Auburn Tigers. All right, you heard it here first, folks. Just my prediction. Obviously... We'll Mizzou is not great this year either with a 2-1 and record with wins over powerhouses like Louisiana Tech and Abilene Christian. The Tigers lost to Kansas State by a pretty big margin with the final score of 40-12. to I think the morale is low in Auburn. The players and coaches aren't happy. This is my upset special for the week. Well, you're taking Mizzou outright? Yep. You're doing it? You're making I'm the call? Doing it. So you are firing Brian Harson? M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Yep. And, of course, we'll hear more about Missouri next week from Tyler because you will. Yep, yep, yep. Dogs are playing. I instantly regret doing the ZOU thing because we play them next week. The enemy is coming up, so I feel bad about that. Okay, Can I take so, that back? I'll take it back. I mean, whatever. For one week. Well, I, I would, I mean, we'll hear more about I'm, that I'm, next I'm, week. I'm, I'm rooting for Missouri this week. But that week, is yes. my upset special for the week. You are single-handedly firing Brian Harson. Really? I can't believe you did it. That's your upset special. Okay. I, hmm, Charlie. Okay, I don't think I have an official play on this game. I actually don't hate that pick, Charlie. I think that's actually a really bold pick, but also a good one. Because you could go one of two ways. If you lose a big game like that, you could come back pissed off, angry, motivated, focused, or you could come out and just be dead, right? And just say, like, we're done. We're done with the season, especially with all the drama unfolding around that program for about a year now. Um, their AD's already been let go. Their coach is just hanging on by a thread right now. You mentioned TJ Finley's not playing. So a guy in Robbie Ashford who looks to have some, he has some ability. He's a really athletic guy. He can run the ball very well, but he is very raw as a passer right now. He's going to have to be the guy. Him or Zach Calzada, and Calzada has just not even really played this year. So that's that certainly doesn't help matters. I don't think Missouri is very good. But, I mean, Auburn, I mean, we, we all saw that game against Penn State last week. I told you guys, Penn State was going to beat them and beat them soundly. And that's exactly what happened. I felt strongly about that when I went heavy on that bet. I think I went four units on that bet, and that worked out very well for me. But Auburn is just not very good. They can't move the football consistently. They have one player in their offense that's really worth anything. Obviously, that's Tank Bigsby. You think that guy regrets not transferring after last year, Charlie? Yeah. I mean, there there was a lot of talk that he was going to end the transfer portal, but he comes back. I'm sure the Auburn boosters got to him, and, you know, there was some NIL stuff going on. But, dude, come on, man. Like, you should have left. That was that was a mistake. But uh, he's still there, and he's really good. But the quarterback situation is a problem. They, I think they have the worst receiving core in the entire SEC. Maybe Vanderbilt's worst, but I don't think Auburn has anyone like Will Sheffield. I mean, he was putting up big numbers for Vanderbilt last week, 170-plus yards against Northern Illinois. And, uh, yeah, defensively, their front seven's fine. 
They have a lot of issues in the back end. I just I still have questions about the Missouri offense. Brady Cook's a mobile quarterback. He's not really great as a passer. Luther Bird, obviously the big five-star freshman they got coming in. He um, hasn't really had that breakout game yet. Maybe it's going to be against Auburn, again, this, this very, very bad Auburn secondary. I'm not going to go as far as you are, Charlie. I really would like to pick Mizzou to cover. But here's what I'll do, Charlie. I do have a play on this game. Here's my play. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bet the line. I'm gonna go Auburn, Missouri under 51 and a half. These are two bottom half offenses in the SEC. The Auburn defense is fine um, in the front end, in the in the front seven. The back end it has some issues, but I just don't know if Missouri with Brady Cook is equipped to really take advantage of. They have not had a prolific passing game to this point. Luther Burden is good in the return game, and he hasn't been a, a prolific receiver yet. So I think this is. Two teams that are struggling offensively. Obviously, Auburn with a backup quarterback who cannot throw the football to save his life. They already have terrible receivers. That's not a recipe for scoring points. So give me the under 51.5 in this game. All right. Well, the first of two great SEC games this week has the Gators going to Rocky Top as an 11-point underdog. And after last weekend, it's evident that the Volunteers are going to win this one. But will they cover the spread? The answer is yes. 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 Okay. I would probably have a different answer if this game was being played in the swamp. They might Tennessee might not cover, but they'll de- they still I think would win. Um, but Tennessee gets the Gators at home. They have a high powered offense. It can get pretty loud there later in the afternoon at three thirty. They've got Hendon Hooker. I'm taking the Vols minus eleven. Does the history of this rivalry give you any pause in this? Because Florida has you know they dominated us for a while. But they have dominated this this Tennessee Florida rivalry for like a long time. I'm pulling up the the list here, Charlie. So you can look at this. Look at all this orange. And this is Florida orange. Florida has won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, sixteen. The last seventeen games against Tennessee. Yeah, the last time they won, Tennessee, Tennessee won, won in was Knoxville, 2016. And the, and prior to that, Tennessee had not beaten Florida since 2004. But Tennessee is just a better team, and they get yeah. the, they get yeah, them at 100%. home. Like they're. 100%. It's the first year for Brian, Billy Napier. Yeah. Yeah. And Anthony Richardson. I mean, great first game. He is witness protection, I Charlie. Mean, the dude hasn't even broken 250 yards combined do you in the have, two games since you, Utah. Is it two different people with the same jersey? Like, here's a stat for you, Charlie. Very different. Here's a stat for you. Anthony Richardson is one, I think, one of only four quarterbacks through the first three weeks to have thrown zero touchdowns and four or more interceptions. That is who's playing quarterback for them. So I'm with you, Charlie. I don't think history is completely irrelevant, but I put far more stock into the teams this year, right? How does your team look this year? How are you playing right now? How good are your players compared to the other team's players? And if you're exactly right, Charlie. If you look at just this year in isolation, Tennessee is clearly the better football team. This game is at home. Charlie, Tennessee fans want this game so badly. If they don't, if they don't beat Florida this year, like dear God, I mean, it's just like it, maybe it won't happen for them ever again. I don't know, but um, I like the Volunteers to win this game for sure. Might be a little bit of a of a preview of my parlay or one leg of my parlay coming up later on. But 10, 10 points, Charlie. Like I, I'm sh- honestly shocked. I guess Florida's got a lot of respect for beating Utah, but the way they played the past two weeks since then, like. I don't see how they stay within 10 points. I don't know. I know Tennessee's defense is not great. They're a very average defense. They don't have many, many playmakers defensively. But Florida's offense, like, like the book is out on how to slow down Anthony Richardson, keep him in the pocket, force him to be a pocket passer. If you do that, he simply cannot beat you. He is below average if you force him into that role. The Tennessee offense is going to score points. Florida's 
Defensive front is solid. They have major issues in the back end. And Tennessee is not the offense that you want to be going up against if you have major issues in your back end. So, I mean, Tennessee should win this game and win this game very comfortably. Here's a couple of betting trends for you guys. Tennessee, Charlie, get this. Talking about the rivalry. Tennessee has never, Charlie, never been favored by more than five points against Florida since 1978. That's the FBS-FCS split. So, in what, 45 years or so, Charlie? Tennessee has never been favored by more than five points against Florida. So this is uncharted waters for the Vols. We'll see how they respond to that. But um, Florida is also 0-5 against the spread in row games since the start of last season. So even the betting trends are saying, give me the Vols here. So uh, yeah, what, what I see with my own eyes tell me Tennessee. Trends are telling me Tennessee. So give me the Vols minus 10. Put that on that card. Well, the nighttime but SEC... You, hey, you said minus 11 is what you had? That's what I got. Well, the line is dropped. So if you want minus 10, I'll give you minus 10. It's okay. We'll stay at 11. You're I already take write the, it down. I can't you take can, it back. You can write a zero over no, a one, okay. Charlie. I think it's 11. Really? Yeah. All right. You that confident? Yep. Who cares, right? All right. Nighttime SEC matchup. My favorite SEC West team. Can't speak today. Well, well, Char- the Hogs. Charlie. Playing in you College Station. You can't have a favorite SEC yes, West team. You have one team. I can do you what You can I have want. teams that maybe you, like, kinda, you want to see them do well, but you can't say they're my favorite okay, SEC I West team. Okay, I want to see them do well. Okay, I'll take that. I'll allow, I'll allow that. <laughs> Texas A&M was able to beat out Miami last weekend, but that offense is still very hard to watch. And Arkansas did surprisingly have their hands full with Missouri State last Woo! weekend. I think they were a little fatigued. Woo! I think they were looking ahead to the A&M game. That too. Um, I know you were sweating that one out Saturday night. Oh yeah, because I had the biggest win total bet of my life on Arkansas to go over six and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was counting uh, them to win that game. Thank God they won. Both teams will be looking to kick some butt this weekend. As a night game in College Station, it's going to be loud. I think Arkansas will be able to hang. So I'm going to take Arkansas to cover. It's only two. I mean, it's not much of a cover. But I still no. take them to win, Charlie. I mean. That's okay. Fair, fair. I'm going to go with two. All right, take the two. I probably shouldn't add this to my card, but I'm going to do it anyways to make it more interesting for this weekend. You're just trying to make up to, to poor Sam, who you betrayed I mean, in your preseason too. predictions. But also, like, if we don't have interesting bets, it doesn't make it interesting. So, like, you know, you a little, throw little, a dart stake in this game. Yeah, why not? It's a close places. spread. Fair, fair. All right, um, Charlie, I actually agree with you on this one. I've got Arkansas. I went back and forth. I told you I had to cut down my, my card here because I had a lot, of, a lot of bets to go with. I knew you were going to kill me. And I contemplated taking this one off because it is kind of a, it is definitely a toss-up to me. This is like the definition of a toss-up. But I kept this one on here because I knew it would be at the, at the start of the show and you would have a, have a rundown here. And I wanted to give you guys some thoughts on this one. I'm going to say Arkansas plus two. Arkansas, here's the betting trend for you. Arkansas is 5-1 against the spread versus AP-ranked teams since the start of last year. That's interesting. Arkansas has also covered their last four games against A&M. That one doesn't mean as much to me because those are, these are different teams, but I guess it's a trend, right? So that all that is pointing in Arkansas's direction. Now, A&M has better football players, Charlie. There's no question about that. But, Charlie, I just cannot get over how bad this Texas A&M offense is. Yes, inserting Max Johnson into the offense last, year, last week as the quarterback – Against um, against Miami was something that gave them some stability, but he just he's not a game changer. That guy's not going to go out there and win you a football game with his arm. So if, for Anum to win this game and pretty much all games moving forward, it's going to be a, a defensive struggle. They're going to have to hold teams to low point totals, win the turnover battle, find ways to grind out and manufacture points because they just cannot find a way to move the football with any sort of consistency. Their passing game is 
a major issue, and that's an issue. Teams are selling out against the run. A-Chain, Devon A-Chain is a really good running back, but he's having trouble finding any sort of room to run the football right now because they just simply are not threatening anyone whatsoever in the passing game. And, you know, Arkansas has some major issues defending the pass. You got a lot of injuries in the back end right now. You got two starters down. One of the backups of one of those stars, he's down. A lot of issues back there. That's what that's the reason why the Missouri State game was, was closer than it should have been because Missouri State was able to throw the football because Arkansas cannot cover anyone right now. But AM is not the type of offense that is equipped to take advantage of those deficiencies for Arkansas secondary. Arkansas, you know, this is a team that's really balanced offensively. I love KJ Jefferson. He's a perfect fit for what they want to do. He's a really good runner. He's not the most accurate passer in the world, but he can throw the ball vertically down the field, and they do a lot of play-action stuff off their run game. So this will be a – I think this will be a tight game. But you know what, Charlie? Arkansas was able to pull this one out last year. I think Arkansas is going to make it two in a row. Give me the Hogs plus two. I'm really tempted to just throw him on there as another upset special. But you know what, Charlie? Let's do it. Give me Arkansas as an upset special as well. To win outright. Upset special? I mean, it's, it's the spread's plus two. So, give me Arkansas as an upset special as well. All right. I'll take them plus two and then a little bonus upset special pick. All right. Got it. So, I will make those notes in my notebook. Okay. And so, is that does that do it for the SEC picks? Those are all the SEC picks. Okay. Before picks. we move on to the rest of the car, you want to stop and do a, a quick little my bookie break? Absolutely. Let's do it. So, guys, we told you at the outset of the show, my bookie is doing you a solid through the rest of the month of September, you got what, Charlie? About a week and a half left as of right now. It's recording here, almost exactly a week and a half, to take advantage of this killer promotion. All you have to do is go to mybookie.ag, sign up for a brand new account, get your family members to sign up for a brand new account, and use the promo code UGA, and they will double your first deposit. That might be 10 bucks, it might be 20 bucks, it might be 50 bucks, it might be 100 bucks, it might be a thousand bucks, whatever you're comfortable with. You don't have to be a big time roller, you don't have to be a big spender, just have some fun. It makes the college football Saturdays just a little bit more exciting. And who doesn't want a little bit more excitement in their life? Just spice up your college football Saturdays and you'll find yourselves living and dying with games that you would normally never even remotely pay attention to. So have some fun with that, guys. Again, the promo code is UGA. Sign up today at mybookie.ag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. All right, Charlie, what do we got next? Okay, so let's move into the rest of our picks. I am going to go ahead and start with West Virginia versus Virginia Tech. JT. So not, now, not everyone's going to probably hear this because this is a Thursday game, but we're recording this on Wednesday. This might not be out until like about 4 or 5 o'clock on Thursday, so chances are you might not hear this pick, but we'll put them on the cards anyway because we like them. Maybe we'll tweet this out and say early picks. All right. 
So I'm going to take the under in this game, which is 52 and a half. I just don't think these offenses hmm. have hmm. enough. Virginia Tech is terrible offensively. Yeah, I just don't think that they're going to be able to get to that. Not a JT Daniels believer, Charlie? He can't, he, can't, he can't move, and he doesn't have anybody to throw to. Their offensive line is not great. Well, I mean, they have some, it's weird. They have some talented receivers. They just can't catch the football. Like, when I say talented, physically gifted. They can like, they look the part, but, but they, they can't, can't catch, the, catch ball. the ball. They would have beaten Pitt if they could have just literally caught the football. But they are physically talented. I um, Okay, I like that, Charlie. I, I'm going to take a different side on this. I'm going to go West Virginia to win this game. I know it's on the road, laying the stadium. Um, no, I'm not taking money line. I'm just taking them, well, no, I'm going to say West Virginia minus one and a half. Give me West Virginia minus one and a half. I think they win. They cover the one and a half. This is about as low of a spread. It's almost a pick em here. I know Virginia Tech. People talk about, you know, inner Sandman. I think it's, I, I hate to be this guy. Is it, Charlie, is that not one of, like, is that really actually that cool of a tradition, this inner Sandman thing? I feel like it's just overplayed at this point. I, I don't know. It doesn't do anything for me. It's fine. And, I, and hey, look, I, I like heavy rock music. I mean, you know, Metallica is a little bit past their prime. But, you know, it's just, I don't know. I, the stadium is small. I don't think it's that crazy intimidating. I think it's just one of those media things. They, they play up. I guess it's a, like college football is about traditions. It's a tradition. Good for them. But that's not going to mean anything once they step between the lines and this game is actually kicked off. I think West Virginia has the better football team. I know JT Daniels certainly has some limitations with his mobility. But he's better than, than Grant Wells at at Virginia Tech. He has better receivers to throw the football to. They have better running backs. They actually get the ball to the best guys on the team. Defensively, I think they're actually probably better than, than Virginia Tech this year. It's not a Bud Foster Virginia Tech defense. So give me West Virginia to go into Blacksburg and cover the one and a half point spread. All right. Next up, I'm going to go to UNC versus Notre Dame. You know, the big news this week is the NC State, what's his name, quarterback? NC State or the North Carolina? UNC said that only people to go to state because they can't get into Carolina. Kind of true, though, Charlie. Right. But also, could you have gotten into Carolina if you didn't play football is my question. Well, he got in, so I guess that's all that matters. Right, but you got in as an athlete, which is different. Well, she's than probably he's probably an academic all-American, probably, but not all of the football players are. So you true, really got to be careful with what you say. I and then, but that's just um, something people say about the rivals. I know, but then UNC made him go and apologize, and which is so lame. Just no, just right. own it. Just like, own it. If you're gonna say it, own it. Everybody, I'm knows, sure he wanted to own it. Everybody but. knows he's apologizing because he was told to apologize, so it means nothing. Just it's like the whip it, puppy. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm going to go UNC minus two to beat Notre Dame. Cover? Cover, yep. I also am going to go North Carolina minus two to cover against Notre Dame. And, Charlie, this is another one that I really consider taking off the card because can you just, can you trust North Carolina at all with that defense? No. That's my big question here. Like, my calculus in this game is pretty simple. Notre Dame sucks on offense, they got a backup quarterback in Drew Pine. They cannot move the football to save their lives. They barely beat Cal. Cal is not any good. They already lost to Marshall at home. And that, that score was not really indicative of how much Marshall kind of dominated that game against Notre Dame a couple weeks ago. Man, I, they, they suck on offense. And I know that North Carolina sucks on defense. You know, I'm putting it very eloquently, aren't I? But the fact remains, Notre Dame offense is terrible, and the North Carolina defense is also terrible. I think that somewhat cancels out, and then you're left with the Notre Dame defense, which is a good defense, but not nearly as good as everyone wants to make it out to be, not as good as what the preseason expectations were. If you look at them right now, they're only 59th nationally in total defense, and the North Carolina offense 
is top five. They're a top five offense nationally. They're putting up points all over the place. I mean, they beat the, they beat Appalachian State in that wild game. They put up 60 points in that game. And here's another reason I like North Carolina in this game, Charlie. Number one, it's at home. It's going to be a crazy environment there at Keenan Stadium. Number two, North Carolina's coming off a bye, Charlie. You know I love teams coming off byes. I think that's a huge advantage here. Notre Dame's still trying to figure out anything offensively. I think this is probably going to be a close game. I mean, the spread sounds about right to me. I'm hesitant to put it on my card because, again, that North Carolina defense is so bad like anything can happen, but I love the bye week factor. It's at home. Notre Dame can't score to save their lives. North Carolina has an, has an elite offense. There are, the, North, the North Carolina offense is the best unit in this game, in this matchup. So give me the Tar Heels to cover the two. All right, now let's go to the Big Ten for my next pick, which is Minnesota at Michigan State. Michigan State looked horrible last weekend. Even Mel Tucker was like, this is crap. They gotta stop with this Tuck coming stuff. Like they take photos of him and plaster all over social media. Him coming off the bus, like he's big, sharp. Him and all these like crazy cars. And it's like well, it's you okay. can't go get your ass whooped by Washington. Right, you can do and that, do that junk. but you can't allow the losing to happen. Like, like you gotta, that. you gotta slow down until you're actually winning football so games. I'm That's not, not I'm not gonna pick against the spread here. I'm gonna go with the over fifty-one. Over fifty-one. I mean, their defense is garbage again. Yeah. All, especially the, the the secondary. Oh, you mean Amir Speed didn't? I mean, God, I don't mean to pick on Amir Speed, but you don't. You mean Amir Speed didn't fix all their problems defensively? Who would have ever thought that? Ask the Michigan State fan that thought it was going to solve everything. We got a guy from Georgia. Yeah, a guy that didn't really ever play in five years. A guy was on our 2017 national title team. Or well, that makes me that makes me sad. It's a Freudian slip there. Uh, our Rose Bowl championship team, the national championship runner up. It's okay. Last year we got it. We got it taken care of. Um, all right, Charlie, I like that one. I, um, I'll stick in the Big Ten for my next one. And I'm going to go to the Michigan-Maryland game. This is the big noon kickoff. I really wanted to take Michigan, and I still kind of like it. I like Michigan, minus 17. Maryland got thrown around. Their defensive line just got pushed around by SMU's offensive line last week. I watched the entire second half of that game, and they got thrown around by an offensive line that is nowhere near as good as what Michigan has. Michigan is number one in the country, Charlie, in scoring offense right now. Now, their first three games were absolutely garbage games. That's probably the weakest schedule of any Power 5 team in the country over the first three weeks. So it picks up a little bit here getting in conference play. But they've been, they've been averaging 55 points per game against their first three opponents, which were overmatched, but still 55 points again. That's something to, to, uh, to certainly look at there. So I, I think Michigan will probably cover the 17, but I actually like the Michigan team total better. I've got Michigan, Michigan going over 41.5. Like I said, I think they're going to push around this Maryland defensive line even more than SMU did. They have weapons all over the field. J.J. McCarthy really raised the ceiling for this offense, this team in general. I think Michigan might be the second best team in the country right now, to be quite honest with you. I need to see a little bit more when they get in conference play, but I'm close to, to going to limb and saying that. So give me Michigan to go over 41.5 with their team total. All right. Now we have, for my next pick, the Iowa State Cyclones. Can you make the sound? Very good. Tornado? Right. Or, or, no, wait. Yeah, it's Tornado. Right, yeah. Not Hurricane. Tornado. They are playing Baylor. And the spread is only two and a half, but I think they'll be okay. So I'm taking Iowa State minus two and a half. You know what, Charlie? I, I fooled myself here. I like that's not oh, okay. You, you said well, I got Iowa State. Okay, Iowa State minus two and a half. So I like that, Charlie. I'm actually going to also go Iowa State minus two and a half. Uh, Baylor. I watched them play their entire game against BYU because BYU is another team that I have a big preseason win total bet on. And Baylor did not impress me. BYU. You saw what Oregon was able to do to BYU, especially that BYU defensive front. 
and Baylor could not really do that. Blake Shapen, stable at quarterback. He's not, like, he's a good quarterback, but he's not like, I don't know if he's a difference maker, Charlie. I don't think this Baylor team is as good as they were last year. Iowa State, I, I like some of the pieces they have offensively. I think Xavier Hutchinson is one of the top two or three receivers in the entire Big 12. Jalen Noel is a really good slot receiver to compliment him. Um, I think that Decker's at quarterback is actually an upgrade over Brock Purdy from the past couple of years. I know that sounds crazy as Purdy was there forever, but I like what Decker's has been able to give them. He's got a good skill set to work with. He's mobile. He can throw the football. Defensively, they're still a, well, a very well-coached defense by Matt Campbell and company. So I, I like Iowa State at home here to uh, to win and cover the two and a half against Baylor. And Charlie, I'm going to go. So I actually fooled myself here is what I was saying. I fooled myself here. I do have on my card, as you can see, I had Michigan minus 17 versus Maryland. So add that. So I got two plays. I got Michigan minus 17. I got Michigan over 41 and a half team total. All Here's right. a couple a couple things on Michigan-Maryland real quick for people. Michigan has covered six straight against Maryland. Michigan is also 11-3 and three against the spread as a favorite since the start of last season. Maryland, on the on the other side, is 0-4 against the spread as a double-digit dog, which they are in this game, since the start of last season. So not only do my eyes tell me Michigan is going to whoop up on Maryland, all the betting trends also tell me the same thing. Okay. Well... Mike Leach, Will Rogers, the Mississippi State Bulldogs did not have a great weekend Bizarro last weekend dogs. at LSU. Did not. You know, a lot of people thought Will Rogers would be in the Heisman race. Not so sure after last weekend. Not a stellar performance. I mean, their offense in general was just by. I think mean, they had under 300 yards of total offense, yeah. Charlie. You never see that from a Mike Leach offense. Uh, it was LSU at night, so you never know. Tough spot. Tough spot. Um, they're playing Bowling Green this weekend, who... Beat Marshall last weekend and ruined my parlay. It's tough, Charlie. They're not great. It's tough to lose one leg of your parlay, isn't it? I'm not picking against the spread in this game. I'm going to go with the point total of under 55 for Michigan State versus Bowling Green. Michigan State versus Bowling Green? Mississippi Mississippi State. State. There you go. Mississippi State. We were just talking about Michigan State. Long day. Mississippi State versus Bowling Green. Under 55. Okay, fair enough. I like it. All right, Charles, I know. How many do you have? How many picks do you have? Oh, boy. Overall, 10? 10 plus my parlay. Okay, I've got 15, so let me know when you want me to double up on Go so ahead and do two. Let me two. double up here? Okay. I got two for you. Let's go to Orlando. Gotta love Orlando, the home of, of strip malls and putt-putt golf facilities in America. The Central Florida Knights, Golden Knights, minus 20.5 versus Georgia Tech. Charlie, do I even need to explain this one? I have this game in my parlay. You have this in your parlay? Yeah. So you have Central Florida to win? Yeah. I've got Central Florida to cover the 20 and a half. Ole Miss last week, did you catch any of that game, Charlie? Yes. A little bit of that game. So they um, were able to do literally whatever they wanted to Georgia Tech last week. I mean, it was just like cruel what was happening. And, and did you hear Lane Kiffin after the game? Of course. I love Lane Kiffin. Yeah, I know you love Lane Kiffin. Um, but Lane Kiffin, in case you guys missed this, was basically asked about, you know, trying to, you know, when their backup quarterback got in the game, why didn't you throw the ball more than him? He's like, well, you know what? Like, he was very blunt. And that's why you got to love Lane Kiffin. He'll just tell you exactly what he's thinking. He's like, well, with all the stuff going on over there, the other sideline and the hot seat or whatever that he's on, talking about Jeff Collins, I just didn't feel it was appropriate. I didn't feel it was right to, um, to actually go in there and start throwing the football. Did you know that Lane Kiffin had that in him? Lane Kiffin actually has a heart. Of course. Who would have thought? Lane Kiffin. He's wonderful. I mean, I, I, mean I like him for his sarcasm and his wittiness, though. I didn't know he had that kind of heart. So, you know, good for Lane Kiffin on that. But they could have scored about 70 points on Tech. They could have won that game 70 to nothing. Tech is terrible, Charlie. They cannot move the football. They can't stop anyone. 
I mean, they should just honestly, they should probably forfeit the rest of the season and just stop playing because this is a foregone conclusion of what's going to happen to Jeff Collins. So give me UCF. They bounce back. They lost Louisville at home a couple weeks ago on a Friday night. They bounced back and whipped up on whooped up on uh, FAU on the road last weekend. So give me UCF minus 20 and a half at home to take down the Yellow Jackets. All right. I got double up, yep, right? double up. I'll stay in the ACC here. Clemson at Wake. I really don't want to put this on my card because I want to root hard for Wake in this game because I just don't like Clemson. I don't want to see Clemson do well. But I, it's almost just too easy for me to pass up, I think, here. So Clemson, minus seven. Put that on the card, Charlie. I know it's on the road. It's at Wake Forest. But that might be the most, outside of Vanderbilt, maybe the second most unintimidating environment in all of Power 5 football. And Clemson is just way too talented on defense right now. I know that that Wake Forest with Sam Hartman back, they got some weapons offensively, especially at the receiver position. You've got A.T. Perry back this year. Donovan Green's back. Taylor Moore's a good receiver, good slot receiver. They've got weapons on offense, but their defense, their offensive line is not going to be able to hold up against that Clemson defensive front. They're going to have to get the ball out really, really quickly. Does that take them out of some of their vertical passing game, which they use really effectively in their offense? And defensively, Wake has got awful once again. Clemson is not good on offense. They're maybe like marginally better than they were last year on offense. But despite Clemson's remaining issues offensively, the Wake defense is that bad. I mean, Clemson put out, I think, 40, 42 points on them last year, and you know how bad that Clemson offense was last year. So give me Clemson again to go into Wake Forest and uh, make a mini statement of sorts and, um, and beat Wake pretty comfortably here. I, I definitely have them covering the seven. Okay. How many do you have? You have quite a few left. Um, I've got like four or five left. Okay. All right. You want to do a, one more quick break here before sure. we do the rest of them? All right. So Alumni Hall, guys, our very good friends at Alumni Hall. I don't know if you guys have seen this. We, we, we put it up on social media. They've been tweeting about this. Their brand new block number Georgia jerseys, authentic jerseys, are in stock. You get white, you can get red, and uh, they look fantastic, guys. I've been begging for these block numbers for a long time, and now that we have them, it's just absolutely glorious. So if you're a jersey guy, I'm not a jersey guy myself, but I know a lot of people are. So if you are one of those guys, stop in Alumni Hall. You can stop in as you're coming up into town this weekend or you're heading out of town inside the Epsbridge Shopping Center or you can just shop online at alumnihall.com and of course any other Georgia Bulldogs gear and accessory needs that you may have Alumni Hall is clearly the place to go because that is where the Bulldogs shop. You're a podcast listener and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. All right, before we move on, can you tell me the last pick you just made? The last pick I just made was Clemson minus seven at Wake Clemson Forest. Clemson minus seven. <laughs> 
I spaced out there a little so bit. So if we had a spreadsheet, Charlie, like that would like you spacing out would be fine. Well, if you put it in the spreadsheet yourself, but you don't do that. You I have so, so I have all my picture right here. But that's not a spreadsheet. I can easily put that in a spreadsheet. I'm just saying that's not a spreadsheet. That is not the reason why you just like your little nineteen ninety three trapper keeper. It's not a trapper keeper, it is mm. a spiral notebook. You might as well be a trapper keeper. No, Trapper Keepers are too bulky. I know, I just actually wanted to... I, I miss Trapper Keepers. Those okay. are those are all... Remember when you, just get, when you were a kid and you got Maybe a Trapper Keeper? Maybe someone will get you that. Remember when you got a Trapper Keeper? I didn't keeper? like those. They're what? too bulky. What planet are you from? I apologize to the people what who did are you too like? young to know what a Trapper Keeper is. If you don't know what a Trapper Keeper is, I don't I don't know if anyone can help you. Like, all How right. do you not know? Everyone knows what... Has not everyone had a Trapper Keeper at one point in their life? I, I don't I think know. that's a right as an American citizen to have a Trapper Keeper at some okay. point in your life. Are you three-year letterman now? Trapper keepers are awesome. They were okay. awesome. I mean, I'm an old man now, but they All were right. awesome. Moving on to Oregon at Washington State. Uh, the spread is six and a half in favor of Oregon. I'm going to take Oregon with a six and a half for this weekend. I think the Ducks showed that they were better last weekend, and they're going to use that as momentum going into this weekend. All right. I'm going to go down my card here. Since you brought up Oregon to Washington State, I don't hate that. But on the road, Wazoo, Charlie, it's in the middle of nowhere out there, in the Palouse. Could be a tricky spot for Oregon, but I'm not going to take a side here. I'm going to go Oregon, Washington State, under 47. That's uh, a 57. 57. Wow, thank you for that, Charlie. Under 57. I honestly don't even know what I was looking at. Under 57. Thank you for catching that. All three of Washington State's games so far this season have gone under. There's a little betting trend for you. Washington State is also top 20 nationally in scoring defense. Um, their offense has also not been firing on all cylinders. They brought in the coordinator from Incarnate Word. They brought in his quarterback as well, Cam Ward, who was a, a big-time FCS player last year for them. But that offense has not exactly been dynamic. I mean, yeah, they had that big upset against Washington against Wisconsin a couple weeks ago on the road in Madison. They only won that game 17-14. Their offense is just not really hitting like you like I expected to honestly I thought their offense would be um, better at this point but defensively they are good they're very good defensively and then on the other side with Oregon Charlie Bo Nix is Bo Nix right we've established that he is Bo Nix well Bo Nix one of the things about being Bo Nix is that yeah you can like randomly have a really good game which he did have against BYU last week but Charlie being Bo Nix also means good games aren't followed up with other good games you go back and forth right? That's the Bo Nix train. That's the Bo Nix special. Inconsistency. So good game last week. I do not expect them to have a good game this week on the road in a tricky road environment there at Washington State. So give me Washington State, Oregon under 57. I don't think that Bo Nix is going to have a great game. I don't think the Oregon offense is going to put up a lot of points. I don't think the Washington State offense is all that great right now. And the Oregon defense has some really good players, especially in that front seven. So give me the under 57. I feel pretty good about this one. All right, go ahead and give us another one of your picks. All right, so uh, let's uh, – I got a couple in the Pac-12, Charlie. I got a whole Pac-12 swing here. So let's stick in the Pac-12. And uh, let's go Washington minus 13 and a half versus Stanford. You saw what Washington – you talked about Michigan State earlier, Charlie. You saw what Washington was able to do to Michigan State last week. And the final score is like 39-28, but that does not even do justice. Or maybe it was 38-29, something like that. Does not do justice to how bad Washington was beating up on Michigan State for the vast majority of that game. Washington has covered all three of their games to this point in the season. And then Stanford on the other side of this, they get this, Charlie. This is a crazy betting trend. Stanford has failed to cover each of their last nine games, Charlie. Nine straight games they have not covered, and that is tied with the longest current streak in the country. In fact, Stanford has failed to cover their last seven Pac-12 games. 
Kalen DeBoer has this Washington offense hitting on, talk about hitting on all cylinders. They are killing it right now. Michael Penix is the best version of Michael Penix that we have ever seen. Honestly, didn't know this guy had it in him, but Kalen DeBoer just puts up points. Wherever he goes as a head coach's coordinator, this dude just puts up points. And Troy, this Washington offense was an offense that got Jimmy Lake fired. They were horrific under Jimmy Lake. You have to question, what in the world was this man doing? Clearly holding back his own offense. He was a defensive guy, but now enter Michael Penix, enter Kalen DeBoer, and this offense is one of the best in the Pac-12, if not one of the best in the entire country. Stanford, I like McKee at quarterback. He's a good player. They just don't have enough talent around him. I'm about ready to go all in on this Washington team in the Pac-12. I mean, I was very impressed with what I saw from against Michigan State last weekend. So, I mean, if if I'm getting 13, I mean, if I only have to give up 13 and a half, less than two touchdowns in this game, I'm going to take that all day long. Give me Washington minus 13 and a half. All right, this is my last pick before my parlay. I'm going to the Big Ten, taking Wisconsin minus 19, excuse me, plus 19. Wrote that down wrong. Plus, yeah, you might want to get that one right. All right, so Wisconsin plus 19? Yes. You think they can score? Yeah. On the road? I mean. I actually don't hate that either. I mean, I don't think they can score that much, but the Wisconsin defense, I mean, Jim Leonard's a fantastic coordinator. In Ohio State, I mean, we know what they are offensively, but... Maybe Wisconsin gives them a, a some sort of a test. We'll see. I don't know. And we saw what Notre Dame was able to do to, to slow down the Ohio State offense. And Notre Dame's defense has not looked great really since then. So that's not a, that's not a bad pick, Charlie. Like that one. Is that your last one? Last one. Oh, Charlie, I got three more. We got three more here. All right, I'm gonna run through these really quickly. I've got Houston. I know nobody cares about this one, so I'm not gonna spend that much time on it. But I think this is a winner for you guys. Houston minus 17 versus Rice at home. This is a get-right game for Houston. They uh, had a very disappointing loss to Kansas last week and also had a disappointing loss on the road at Texas Tech in this game that, I think, if I remember correctly, went to overtime, and they lost that football game. Houston is, I think they're about to explode here. This is a team that I thought a chance to run the table undefeated this year. Uh, I, I thought the first couple games were tricky. Didn't see Kansas as one of those tricky games, but obviously Kansas is better than everyone thought. So I, I think Clayton Toon... Tank Dell, a receiver, they're about to break out offensively. So give me Houston minus 17 to uh, win and cover against Rice. All right, keep it rolling. All right, Purdue. Yes, ma'am, we will do. Uh, Purdue minus 20 versus Florida Atlantic. Again, another game that nobody really cares about, so I'm going to spend much time on it. Florida Atlantic just got trounced at home by UCF, who got upset at home a couple weeks ago by Louisville. So transitive property or quality, right? But um, this is a bad spot to get Purdue after that after the way they lost that Syracuse game. You, did you see the end of that game, Charlie? Yes. It was an awesome ending of that game. And I had money on Syracuse. That was one of my, my picks last week, and I was uh, I was thrilled. I actually you were there. I shouted out. Yeah, we were watching it together. I like lost my mind and I said some things I probably shouldn't have, and I was like, Oh, I hope there's not any kids around. But uh, yes, Purdue, is a, um, they're, this is a game for them that they want to get back and get right. Charlie Jones has been a maybe the biggest surprise in the Big Ten at receiver. This guy is just, like, he's just open every single snap, and no one can cover him. And they never threw this guy the ball at Iowa. Like, what are you doing on offense, Iowa? I just don't understand it. But Purdue, minus 20 versus Florida Atlantic. Give me that. And last one, Charlie. Can I go just a tad bit longer on this one? This is a bigger game. Yeah. Kansas State was a preseason darling of some people to be the upset pick to win the Big 12. Oklahoma blew the doors off of Nebraska last weekend. Everyone saw that. Well, Kansas State comes into Norman as a 13.5-point underdog in this game. Here's some betting trends for you. Kansas State is 3-0 against the spread 
against top 10 teams, which or, which Oklahoma is now since 2019. Kansas State is also 5-1 against the spread as double-digit underdogs since 2019. Oklahoma is only 7-9 against the spread as a double-digit favorite since 2020, which is the worst cover percentage in the Big 12 in that spam. And I know that everyone is excited about Oklahoma and they moved up the rankings because of what they did to Nebraska last weekend. But what in the world is that supposed to tell us? We know what Nebraska is. They're terrible. They just fired their coach. What is that blowout win? Yeah, it's a blowout win, but what is that supposed to tell us? This is the same Oklahoma team that was still only up 7-3 on Kent State at half in week one. All right, was that was week two, actually. So right now, I think you have the opportunity, guys, to buy Kansas State low. Oklahoma is at an all-time high right now in the estimation of these uh, of these sports books. Kansas State, this is the chance, guys. This is the spot where Kansas State shows up when they're counted out. No one expects them to contend. They lost to Tulane last week. Oklahoma is coming off this huge win on the road at Nebraska. I think this is going to be a dogfight. I'm not ready to call the outright upset, although it wouldn't shock me. But I'm getting 13 and a hook. I'm taking it, man. Give me Kansas State. This is the spot where Kansas State shows up by the the Wildcats low, guys. I'm telling you, I really, really like this one. And uh, that's all I got on the card, Charlie. So I guess that takes us to our uh, parlays. What you got? All right, it's parlay time. So in my parlay, I have UCF over Georgia Tech, West Virginia beating Virginia Tech, and Minnesota beating Michigan State. Ooh, you're going. That's a risky parlay. That's bold. What's that pay out? Plus 230. Plus 230. All right. I mean, for a three-leg parlay, plus 230, those are good odds, Charlie. I like that. Um, you know, So I won my parlay last week, Charlie. That was a five-legger, right? Well, Charlie, the five-leg parlay worked out for me last week. I'm going to go with another five-leg parlay this week as well. Give me four teams on the money line. I got Syracuse to win on the money line, Washington, Utah, and Clemson. Those four teams on the money line just to win. And then give me Tennessee minus 10. I love the Vols in this spot. And Charlie, that's going to pay out at plus 341 if that one hits. I'm uh, I'm feeling good about this one, guys. I like this one. I liked it last week it hit, and I think this one might hit as well. All right. That's it? That's it? That's all, all you right. got? Uh, we had some listeners that would like for us to recap. So do you want me to recap my list and your list or talk Why? about similarities first? Charlie, you're awesome, and you do a fantastic job. I'm not sure I trust your handy-dandy notebook, not Trapper Keeper, your handy-dandy notebook. So you give yours, I'll give mine. Fair? Okay. We'll do that. I have yours, though. Do you have, have um, did you write them all down correctly? Why don't all right, I write them? You, you can do I, yours. No, you do me. I'll correct you if you want. No, wrong. you can do yours. I just want to correct you and then get punched right. in the face. My upset special of the week starts out with Mizzou over Auburn. Then I have the Vols minus 11 against Florida. Arkansas plus 2 against Texas A&M. West Virginia, Virginia Tech, the under is 52.5. Take the under. Uh, UNC minus 2 at at home against Notre Dame. Got confused there. Um, take the un, the over for Minnesota at Michigan State, which is 51. Take Iowa State, minus 2.5 versus Baylor. Mississippi State versus Bowling Green. Take the under at 55. Oregon, minus 6.5 at Washington State. And then Wisconsin, plus 19 versus Ohio, at Ohio State, excuse me, with a parlay of UCF over Georgia Tech. West Virginia beating Virginia Tech and Minnesota beating Michigan State. And did you give your upset special? Did I just miss that? I started with that. Okay, I missed it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was I was worried about it's Mizzou over Auburn. Mizzou over Auburn. Okay, awesome. All right, you go ahead and read mine. No. 
Really? Go ahead. I'll check right. them off as you right, say you them, and them then I'll okay. prove okay. that I wrote them all down. All right. I, I trust you, Charlie. I'm sorry. I should I should just let you read. I shouldn't have said anything. All right. Here we go. I've got West Virginia minus one and a half over Virginia Tech. Check. Give me Michigan minus 17 over Maryland. Check. Also give me Michigan over 41 and a half team total. Check. Give me North Carolina minus two against Check. Notre Dame. Iowa State minus two and a half. Check. Versus Baylor at home. All right. Give me Auburn, Mizzou under 51 and a half. Check. Give me Central Florida minus 20 and a half versus the Nerds. Check. Give me Clemson minus seven at Wake. Check. Give me the Hogs, Arkansas plus two at a neutral site against the Aggies. Which is also an upset special. Oh, that is. That's so special. Thank you. Check. 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 I'm the idiot, Check. Charlie. I'm the idiot. I'm the idiot. Houston, minus 17 versus Rice. Purdue, minus 20 versus Florida Atlantic. Check, check. Tennessee, minus 10 versus Florida. Check. Kansas State, plus 13 and a half at Oklahoma. Check. Oregon, Washington State, under 57. Check. Washington, Washington minus 13 and a half versus Stanford. Check. And oh, I didn't get my upset special yet, Charlie. Yeah, I was waiting okay, I, for well, that. Okay, my second upset special. Duke, guys. Duke over Kansas at plus two thirty. I know everyone's over Check. the is over the moon. Oh my god, Charlie! Yeah, somebody's gonna reach through the microphone and probably punch you. It's okay. I would never do that. Somebody else out there. They're I can't, all checked I can't off. speak for them. Well, can I give my upset special, Charlie? You forgot. That's not. You're my right. Fault. It's my fault. It's my fault. It's my fault. So Duke over Kansas plus two thirty. Everyone is out of their minds about Kansas because Kansas is actually pretty good, right? Don't buy high. The Kansas stock will never be higher coming off their 3-0 start in this win on the road at Houston. This is like the ultimate basketball matchup, right? Like Duke, Kansas, like this should not be playing football, but it is. Well, you know what, guys? Kansas has gotten off to a great start, but Duke has also very quietly gotten off to a good start. Now, they have not beaten the kind of teams that Kansas has beaten. That's fair to say. They're also 3-0. Duke also has a badass dual threat quarterback that no one had any idea who he was three weeks ago. And Mike Elko is an awesome coach. He's done a, it's his first time head coach, but he's done an awesome job, long time defensive coordinator. He's got this Duke program playing really well. I think Duke goes into Kansas and wins this football game. Give me Duke to win plus 230 odds. And then my parlay, I've got Syracuse, Washington, Utah, Clemson on the money line. In Tennessee, minus 10. It pays out at a 341 rate. Charlie. Check, 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 check. Do you see all these checks? I see I them all, Charlie. Okay. All of them down. From now on, you get to read all of it. Okay, I'm sorry. I should no, never say anything. I don't need anything. to read it. I'm just telling you. Well, you're clearly trying I to make wrote a point. All of it down. You're clearly trying to make a point. Point is made. I get it. I suck. You're smart. Start the podcast. I understand. That is you. You carry the show. You put it on the shoulder on your shoulders each and every week. Thank you for being here, Charlie. We couldn't Don't make it without you. Alley. No, we could honestly. This show, we could, I couldn't do this show alone. Couldn't do it without you. But is that all? You got everything? I have checked everything you, off. You definitely have checked everything off. But all right, guys, there's some winners for you. So again, bet along with us, guys. We are hitting at like a, a what last week was a 65% rate combined, something like that. So get it while it's hot, guys. Hot streaks don't last forever, and we are on a hot streak right now. So sign up today while you still can to use the promo code UGA at mybookie.ag. Put some money in your pocket. Have some fun on your college football Saturdays, and just enjoy yourselves. But thanks for being here, guys. For Charlie, I'm Tyler. Have a fantastic weekend. And as always, go dogs. <laughs>